Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. I'm Charlie. And I am Eva. So we're Monday, March 9th. Yes. So hopefully spring is eventually here. Well, see, you have to be careful because it's not for the rest of the country, right? In Cincinnati, it's here, but I think everybody else is still kind of frozen. Okay. Um, today's a nice day. We are broadcasting live from a secure bunker in Cincinnati. Correct. Our mission is to make a difference somehow. Mm-hmm. Right? Even as one person. We have um, a really interesting guest coming on a little bit uh, later. You know, um, what I was thinking about right before the show was it's been about a year mm. since I left prior consulting contract in Cleveland. Yes, it has. Yeah. And I just wanted to mention something about that place. So on day one, right? Yeah. Um, and day one is after the um, interview and what we can do and what they need, blah, blah, blah. Uh, day one, I am all dressed up. Mm. I have a cute little leave it to be a suit, right? <laughs> you don't really ever wear a leave it to be suit, though. And it's my first day. And I go into the building, and I go to security, and I sign my name. She says, hold on a minute, who are you here to see? And I mention the person's name. The person comes out and says, I guess you didn't get the memo that this is a casual dress. I said, well, I never gave it much thought. Well, take off your jacket, because you don't want to give people the wrong impression like you're trying to be in charge. Hmm. Interesting. So... Okay, so here's my point, right? So now it's 9.01. Okay. Now why shouldn't I say it's 9.01? <laughs> right. Can How about good morning or... How are you? How are you? <laughs> um, did you find the place okay? We're, we're glad to have you. Or maybe we don't really want you. I don't know why you're here. You know, it would have been a lot easier. Well, it would have been a lot easier, yeah. And it wasn't very nice. You know, but that set the tone for the entire contract. My point here is this is workplace stress. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's almost like we let it happen by not addressing it when it happens. Right. And we don't address it when it happens. I'm not sure why. I think I know. Okay. And I think it's because um, we need the money or we work for the money. Um, and that's why. Well, I, you know, I don't know if that's even true. Right. Because sometimes, you know, you, you're new. You don't really know this person. You don't really want to start kind of going tit for tat, as they say. You know, and start being confrontational right out of the shoot before you even get there. I mean, you've just barely signed in. Right. One way to look at it is um, in that one minute, mm. in that first minute, mm-hmm. we can 
I can understand why that company needed a coach in the first place. Right. Right. Um, so the whole thing took place in that one minute. It was really right. It did set the tone for the whole contract. Um, yeah. So, you know, if we want to lead, we need to lead properly. We need to lead and we need to f- figure out a way to de-stress. Right. And. Right. Do- so maybe this person was overstressed. And- right. I mean, well, that's always what it comes from, right? I mean, they're getting stress from someone or creating their own stress. I mean, we do that a lot, right? We, we're always really good at creating our own stress and then just stressing everybody else around us. Yeah. I guess we don't even know what stress is half the time, right? Well, no, I mean, you're just always working in a confrontational environment. It can get very tricky. Yeah. It's just disappointing at times, right? Um, because again, there's no reason for it, but yet it's part of our day to day to day to day. Well, and, and what I'm going to say is, is that, um, what I'm going to say about it is that when we think we're stressed and everyone around us is stressing us, right? And yet we can then turn around and stress other people. So you have to be careful. It has to kind of stop with you, right? Cause everybody says, that I'm stressed. Every single person you talk to in corporate says I'm stressed, but yet nobody sees themselves as being the stressor, right. Right? right? You never see yourself as being the one that's actually causing somebody this stress. So everybody's stressed, but nobody's the one that does the stressing. So what would we be the stressy? Yeah, everybody's the stressy, not one person's the stressor when you talk to them, right? No, nobody's causing any stress, but everybody is stressed. So right there, what does that tell you? That tells you that that's baloney. The point is we can do better. Right? Yes, we can. Every one of us can do better. And um, stress is a is a is an issue I think that we all face. Well, and when you say do better, I'm going to take that a step further. The way to start addressing stress in the workplace is starting to address the stress that you feel and bringing your own stress down. And that's one of the reasons that we brought Abby on today on the show. Right? Is to is to show a methodology for helping to de-stress as well as helping with other issues that you may have. Okay, so I was talking about stress and got all stressed now out. Now you're stressed. And I, <laughs> I forgot to say the reason I brought that up is we're going to learn from an expert how to tone that down. Right. <laughs> so And then you thank, got stressed. Thank you for that. So, um, okay, so uh, Abby Silverstein is um, an acupuncture professional and we had the privilege to meet her personally in New York City. I would like to introduce her now. Abby, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. It's- <laughs> Hi, Abby. Hey, thank Hi, you so you much for being patient and welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. <laughs> thank you. It's um, to be here. Uh, so, Abby, before we start, just if you would like to say or share something about where you are or how our listeners could reach you, um, something like that, so they could follow along maybe while we talk? Yeah, if you could share your contact information with us, that'd be great. Oh, okay, sure. Um, so my <clears throat> my email address is abby, A-B-B-Y-E, Silverstein, S-I-L-V-E-R-S-T-E-I-N, one word, at gmail.com. I live in Fort Collins, Colorado, and uh, for the last probably four years or so, um, I've been writing a book for acupuncturists, 
and I started a second book for the general public. Prior to that, or alongside that, I've been teaching acupuncture um, at the uh, Southwest Acupuncture College in Boulder, Colorado. And I've worked with various groups, uh, senior citizens and veterans, as well as um, inmates in the halfway house and the general wow. public as well. So, yeah, I like a variety. I like to do community uh, based acupuncture programs. I'm getting ready to start another senior program again with the Fort Collins and, La- and Loveland Senior Center uh, to provide low cost acupuncture treatments for seniors at the center. You know, I'm trying to remember, and it's coming back to me now mm-hmm. when we met, there was something unique about you, okay. Abby. And, and what I'm realizing here is, you know, you're you're helping both sides. You're helping, you're like a train the trainer. You're like an acupuncturist for acupuncturers. <laughs> you're, you're instructing them while you're also working with the end user, which I think is really good. Well, and it's an yeah. acupuncturist for acupuncturists. Yeah. Yeah, acupuncturist yeah, right. for acupuncturists. <laughs> right. Um, Correct. And you've been doing it for so long. So, you know, we talk about, and we have a lot of things to discuss here, but okay. specific to some of the workplace stress, is acupuncture a way to mitigate workplace stress, in your opinion? Oh, absolutely. Um, before I became an acupuncturist, I was a human resource specialist and uh, oh. a human resource manager. <laughs> so I know the corporate world from a very intimate uh, perspective. And, and during that time period, I was... I was getting acupuncture, oh, you know, every every other week because of the stress level. Mm. And it was the only thing that really, you know, gave me some uh, deep, deep, deep relaxation. I, I meditate um, and I walk, I exercise. But this is very different because it's actually working with your neurological system. So all of that fight or flight you know, and what you call stress. <clears throat> so the endorphins and the hormones that flood the system, and then the system wants to protect itself and armor itself and sort of become self-defensive, fall away and become balanced and calm. And uh, this whole system, this energy system, which is what acupuncture is, is relaxed and balanced. And I can't you know, I know they're only words, but to experience it is so, it's so awesome. That's all I could say. Um, and well, something must have happened, right? To, to, for you. So this triggered, the results were must, must have been over the top. You were in corporate, and this was giving you the most gain, and you realized that uh, this was something, you had a winner here <laughs> for yourself first, so you got to cheat and gain the benefit. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you decided to share. And I guess when you look at acupuncture the way you describe it, the application is unlimited, right? You can you can use it as a way of life for anything, physical, That's emotional. Yes, uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that. Most people think, you know, oh, acupuncture is good for pain. But acupuncture is amazing for mental stress and emotional stress. Uh, it's just as 
applicable um, because it, it does treat the body, mind, and spirit. It is a holistic practice. So when you think about the fact that somebody has stress, because I was listening to the two of you chatting before, you know, the stressy and the stressor, um, <laughs> it, made, you know, it, it made me think about how where do we carry the stress in our body? You know, everybody's got different places. Some people carry it in their neck, and some people carry it in their shoulder. Um, some people carry it in their lower back. So 65 million Americans suffer from back pain. And the amount of money that is lost every year in, um, in lost productivity is in the billions because yeah. of back pain as well as insomnia, something like 45 million Americans suffer from insomnia. So that means they're not sleeping through their night because they're worrying and they're stressed out. And, you know, they may be taking a sleep aid or they may not be taking it. And that affects, and studies have shown that it affects people's productivity. It affects people um, in terms of accidents on the road. So all of this carries over into parts of our life that we don't necessarily think are work-related, but they are work-related. Um, and the beauty of acupuncture is that it, because it is an energy system, um, they have found scientifically proven uh, here in Western medicine that it is akin to the neurological system. So... If we can have our neurological system to be in balance and reduce the amount of hormones that flood the system, which is where the stress, you know, how we measure the stress, then we can find this sense of peace in ourselves. And I know we all want that. We all talk about it, you know, but how do we get there? And acupuncture is a very viable route it's uh, it's interesting you know seeing seeing this through the you know the words of an expert mm -hmm. now i realize you know if i have back pain it may not be you know uh, an illness as much as it's where i'm carrying my stress maybe it is maybe it yeah. isn't right. i don't really yeah. know um but this is really good um learning a lot about acupuncture mm -hmm. um abby if you could just Give us a minute. We're going to take our first break, but we're going to come back and we're going to go right back into your career and learn more about acupuncture. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our very special guest, Abby Silverstein, the acupuncture professor, and we will be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning Shared Leadership Training Seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. 
Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is the acupuncture professor, Abby Silverstein. And, you know, Abby, I liked what you were saying about that now there's scientific proof, because I still think that there's a lot of misconceptions around what acupuncture is and whether or not it's really medicine. I mean, we know that it works. I've had a lot of acupuncture treatments. I love it. I think it's terrific. Um, but why do you think that patients aren't necessarily choosing acupuncture? What do you think are some of the other misconceptions that are out there about it? Well, it's, an, it's interesting that you ask that question um, because every seven years, the National Institute of Health does a national health interview survey, um, and they ask, you know, thousands of people, maybe millions of people actually, probably millions of people in, in America, um, about different aspects of health. And so in 2007, they, uh, they did it about acupuncture, and at that point, uh, only 3 million people in the U.S. had tried it. So it was like 1% of the population. Then in 2000. 14, 14.5% of the population, 14.5 million people had tried it, which is almost 5%. So out of 330 million people in the U.S., less than 5% had tried it. And the reason both times, 2007 and 14, they found out that most patients don't know anything about acupuncture. And they go to acupuncture as the last resort, because Western medicine is not providing a solution for them. So what this says to me is that the physician, the nurse practitioner or physician assistant, um, a, a PT, they're the ones who are your gatekeepers. They don't know mm-hmm. anything about acupuncture, so they can't refer the patient to acupuncture. Whether or not they know an acupuncturist, they don't even say, you know what, let's see, you've got low back pain, so what choices do we have? Instead of saying, you know, the patient might say, well, I don't really want to take pills. You know, I did that last time, it didn't work. What's my other option? They say, well, you know, go to PT. But when your lower back is spasming, you need to get a treatment that will release the spasm. And you need to get to a point where you could actually go and see a physical therapist. So why not at that point say, go see an acupuncturist? So that's the first part of the answer is that there is not enough information, um, you know, that people don't have it. Even though there's tons of it on the Internet, people are leery about going on the Internet. And they want to go to their medical provider, but their medical provider doesn't have the information as well. The second one answer is um, insurance is not paying. And this mm-hmm. is really a downfall because it's out of pocket. And people feel, well, okay, I'm going to go do something. I don't know if it's going to work and I'm going to do it out of pocket. But when you're desperate, you know, which I was because I have a chronic back condition, I have scoliosis, I said, okay, I'm desperate. I'll go do it, you know, see if it works. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so that's what leads people. So why are the insurance companies not paying? Why are our lawmakers not supporting acupuncture um, in the Affordable Care Act, even though it's an essential benefit? It's political. So that puts us, you know, as a profession, keeping us away from the mainstream. And what it also does, it denies the patient, the consumer, possibilities for their health care. Yeah, and I agree with that. And and also, though, that um, acupuncture is covered in your HSA, right? If you have a flexible spending or yes. if you have a health spending account, it is covered. It helps is a little covered. bit. Yeah, so that helps a little bit. Um, right. Sorry, you were going to say something, Abby? Sorry. Yeah, uh, it does help um, because it does, you know, I've used it. I've had patients who have used it. Um, I, I, I'm going to go back to the Affordable Care Act because most people don't know this. There are seven states that have approved acupuncture as an essential benefit. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot of states, but it's seven. So seven is good. Right. And so when they approved it, that included also Medicare. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so we have, uh, so those seven states are Alaska, Washington State, California, New Mexico, and Maryland. Those, those five states approved it for any insurance company, any provider. And then two states decided that they would, they would, uh, limit who the providers were that would that would pay for acupuncture, and that was New Hampshire. Who would think New Hampshire? But, you know, so New Hampshire... Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Who would think New Hampshire? I know, you know, um, New Hampshire and Illinois. Huh. It was Illinois. I should go check before I say something. Um, but, But the point is, so those are seven states. And if you live in those seven states and you want to receive acupuncture then you really need to pursue it because those insurance companies have to pay and Medicare as well. Wow. If we were still in Chicago, yep. we would have been, I would have been covered. Yep. I could have been going to my guy over in Lincoln Park. He was great. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, so that's really interesting to know because I would bet that there's a lot of people even in Illinois and New Hampshire for sure that and, and the other states that just don't have a clue that it's covered now. Right, they don't. They don't. It's, it's, it's still a big secret. Again, it goes back to this concept of, you know, let's keep acupuncture as this alternative. So we have mainstream, you know, name acceptance. Like people know acupuncture now. Even if they don't know what it is or how it works, they still know it exists. But it doesn't have that mainstream practice, you know. So we're not in the hospitals let's say, working in a PT department with the PT mm-hmm. provider, you know. Um, I agree that's part of the problem. That is a big part of the problem. We need that support system to help point us in these directions and not point us to the old conventional ways. 
Right, because all of these methodologies, energy methodologies, are terrific and such a great compliment. Like, you know, having acupuncture before surgery, I think, would be a great compliment to surgery. Or am I, am I way off base, Abby? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you could use it to relax before surgery. It would be so helpful. But yet, you know, when they don't put the two together, you think that you're going against your doctor's wishes if you tend to not have ever looked into alternative ways of healing or in, in alternative modalities. Right. And, you know, it's and again, to go back to what you're saying, um, NIH is a, such a huge supporter of complementary medicine. They actually have a, a division, um, and they do a lot of research or at least give money funding to do research. And some of the research that they've done have been just on this very topic, um, you know, why, how many people out there want alternative medicine, or they're calling it a natural solution. And the study has shown that 60% of the population actually wants it, but they don't know where to go get it. Again, mm-hmm. the mainstream medicine is not referring or supporting. So, you know, we keep going back to that same conversation over and over again. How do we break this pattern so that people can really benefit from it, you know? And yeah, and I know that my um, my physician in Chicago was an alternative physician, so he was an MD, as you know, but then he also had alternative modalities in the office, so you could get acupuncture, you could get nutrition oh. counseling, um, you could do quite a number of different things, massage therapy, all of that, which was a really great place to go, and you know, then they would tell you how to then cover that under your HSA or FSA or, or you know, help with different payment options. Right. But then they also explain to you how it worked in conjunction with traditional medicine because it's a nice complement to it. To it, or sometimes, as you had said earlier, you don't even need traditional medicine. You could just use the acupuncture for different different issues that you may be having. Like, for example, I can't move my neck. <laughs> you know, oh. you were talking about lower back pain. My right. stress is right in my neck and my shoulders. Right. Um, you know, and going and having acupuncture for that. I mean, people just don't know. And like you had said, people just don't know how to get a good provider. And so I'm sure that there's, I know that there must be a resource out there that people could go to. Like, if they are looking for an acupuncturist, how do you begin by where can you go to find one that would be, okay. yeah, you well, would be assured would be licensed and accredited and right. So um, one of the places um, my suggestion would this you know everybody's got a different um, cost level. You know what are they willing to pay? So mm-hmm. you have to look at what's out there in terms of. Uh, different types of clinics. So, you know, when we think of acupuncturists, we think of a very traditional private practice, you know, where the range could be anywhere from 65 to $125 a treatment, depending upon, mm-hmm. you know, which part of the country you live in. Another option would be a school. So if there is a school in your, you know, area, the student clinic provides very affordable care, usually something around $25 a treatment. And, you know, it, it's, um, 
you're working with a student. Yes, they are practicing on you. They have to learn. But they've gone through a lot of training before we put them in the clinic. I know this personally because I supervised in a student clinic for mm. uh, eight, actually for ten years. And you've got also the the licensed acupuncturist who has probably more than five and even close to ten years of practice behind them. So you're really getting some good treatment. And and then there are community clinics, which are low-cost, uh, sliding scale. They are more like a, they imitate a Chinese clinic in China where people sit in a room in an open mm-hmm. space, and they only get about 10 minutes of face time with the practitioner. Um, and maybe they charge somewhere between 20 to $40 the treatment, and then you sit there for an hour or 40 minutes. So how would you find these? Okay, if you wanted to go to a school clinic, you wanted to find out if there was a school near you, you could Google, you know, that ever-popular Google, right? (laughs) Um, Acupuncture colleges, and I'm going to bring this up here in a minute, and I'm going to give this. Because uh, this is all in my book. Um, the second book is called Acupuncture, Answering Your Seven Frequently Asked Questions. And so one of the questions is, how do I find an acupuncturist? So you can go to this website, which is the ACCAOM.org. That stands for the uh, Accreditation Commission for Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. Um, that's a website just to find out about what an acupuncturist um, needs to know, you know, in terms of going to school. But there is a council of colleges, and this will give people a list of all the acupuncture schools in the United States, and there are about 53. Wow. And that. that- yeah, that's terrific. Yeah, that's terrific information. So we are about to take our second break, Abby. So when okay. we come back, we'll we'll finish up this piece of the conversation around the website. We'll get that website name again and just so that people can find out where they can actually get a great acupuncture. And so, more. And more. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Welcome back, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, segment three with special guest Abby Silverstein. And you can reach Abby at A B B Y E S I L V E R. 
S-T-E-I-N, Abby Silverstein at gmail.com. Um, so, Abby, before the break, you were sharing some information. I want to um, walk through a session in a second, but I just want to go back to those two websites. Um, one of them I wrote down was ACCAOM.org, and um, the I, other one, can you repeat? Yeah. So the other one is actually, I would say go there first. It's the Council of Colleges of Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. And so that's CC, like Charlie Charlie, <laughs> A as in Abby, O as in Oscar, M as in Mary, dot org. And this yeah. will have all the colleges that are currently, um, I guess, approved by the previous one, which is the Accreditation Commission for Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. Now, there's a third website that I'm going to give you, and this one is the National Certification Commission. Sounds impressive, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. For Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. This is the organization that gives us our boards, our national boards. Uh. So once you pass the boards and you keep up your national certification, um, you are listed on their website. And that website is the nccaom.org. Interesting. And I'm going to give you another website Okay. Um, that I think will be helpful for people. Like I said, you can go and look up the school in your if there's a school in your area. And then there's a website that this is for... Um, uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. This website is for people who, um, what they call the community clinics. And the community clinics, I thought I had it here. Uh, okay. That might be even a good place to start locally to see. Yes, and and you could even just Google community clinic, community acupuncture clinic in whatever town you live in. Um, but I'm going to look one more place, and I'm going to see if I can find that, the actual website itself. Yeah, because these are all really good resources, because I know a lot of times people don't even know where to go. So by having these different websites, it gives them some options yeah. to find somebody that's licensed. I'm getting, I'm a little slow, right? I'm, yeah. But Why? I'm learning that there's only one C in acupuncture. <laughs> well, there's, no, there's two, two but not, <laughs> not CC. Oh, 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 right. oh, oh, not CC. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, you know, right now, and then there's, you know, there are websites like acufinder.com. That's another website. Uh, here's another website. It's called acupuncturisthealthprof.com. So, so, but these reference um, websites uh, you mentioned in your book when they come yes. out as well? Yes. Yeah, they're all referenced there. And what are the plans for that? When will that be out? I'm hoping the end of the summer, beginning of September. You know, writing a book is uh, more work than you would imagine, uh, <laughs> or at least more than I imagined. Um, even, even, even a book like 
a resource book like, you know, Answering Your Seven Frequently Asked Questions. You have to get an editor involved, and they start reading yeah. it, and then you start changing it. Anyway, so... And you're never done. Never is... The, it's, it's never, never done. done. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's why I'm saying, I, end of the summer, beginning of September. I'm beginning of September. I <laughs> but you described two books. You described um, some sort of workbook type book and a book for... Um, the Frequently the, Asked Questions. The Frequently Asked mm-hmm. Questions. Um, right. So you're working on... Both of those in your spare time now? Yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> it, it hasn't been spare, I'll tell you. It's, it's, been, a dedicated, it's been a dedicated writing exercise. Um, I am actually in the final, I mean, we're talking those little itty-bitty edits mm. of the manual for acupuncturists. So that manual is called Dow Meets Now. And mm. I am just in the absolute, you know, I've read it line by line and mm. just going in there and saying, oh, wow, why did, how did that word get there? Okay, let's change it. And I'm hoping by next week that will be finished totally. Well, and that has um, diagrams and charts. I mean, it's, oh. it's a textbook. Um, wow. So that um, took a long time, yeah. If it helps, I always go back to something Jackie O said when she said, if you even publish one book, you will be doing something great. So maybe wow. that's a little extra incentive to hit the Thank button you. when you're done. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, it, 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 is, it is definitely an accomplishment. I have to say that. It definitely uh, is. No, I, I mean, just listening to you, there's a lot of knowledge in there. Um, I want to go through a session and... Okay. But first, if I'm a listener and I want to get in touch with you, what do I do? Do I email you at the Silverstein at gmail.com? Is that the best way? Um, I guess people could call if they wanted to. I live in Colorado. Um, uh, my, I, should I give you my telephone number? I'm not sure if that's... Okay, well, we could, we could keep the email and mm-hmm. we'll have our email and we'll forward anything we get okay. towards you, over to you. So, all right, so we hear about needles and yeah. I have to tell you, right, one time I went to Canyon Ranch and uh. included in that, um, desperation weekend that I had was <laughs> acupuncture. Did you have acupuncture? I had acupuncture. You did? I thought you'd never had it. And I remember being a jerk, right, saying uh, needles, blah, 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 blah. And the, and the guy had said, well, just so you know, they're already in. So, <laughs> so stop whining like a little baby. <laughs> so I realized that they're not really needles in the sense of the word. Right. Right. Um, and, and what he said to me was, You're getting, and and, you know, this is live, right? So, but he said, (laughs) you're getting a lot of good discharge. And I don't really know what that meant, but so what exactly happens when the needle goes in and where does it go? Okay. Excellent question. So I'm going to give you my best professorial, but to the consumer understanding. (laughs) Like when I would tell my patients, they go, what are you really doing here, Abby? And I'd say, okay. Uh, so, Think of the body, like, you know, have this visual image of your body. And, and there are pathways, 
you know, they're like these thin little lines, because we've all seen these pictures, I hope so, mm-hmm. um, of the, they're called meridians, which are pathways of energy that flow through the body. So think of a grid. It's almost like a highway. So you've got the front of your body, and there's a main highway that runs through the center, and, one, and that wraps around, and it goes through the back, okay? So it just comes around like a big circle from the front to the back, over the head, and then there are meridians that cross right, you know, the right and the left side. So for everything you have on the right side, there's meridian on the left side. So think of three meridians just crossing through half of your chest on both sides, going down your legs, coming, you know, uh, through the side of your body, up and down your arms, front and back of your arms, and also covering your face and your head, and going down your back and neck. So That's a left, okay. <laughs> so these meridians, you know, and there's 361 points in total. Ooh. That's a lot. So there... Okay, just a quick question. Is this something that Mr. Tao figured out, or is that... <laughs> oh, wow, Sue? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, I would say, you know, if we really want to get technical here now, this is good. Um, there was a, there was, there's a, there's a book called uh, The Treatise of the Yellow Emperor, and it's a conversation between the emperor and his acupuncture physician called Chi Po, and he describes to him how acupuncture works. Well, how did they figure this out? But okay, so go ahead. They've had anyway, time. So what right? It's is, been around a long got, time. So we've, I know, okay, let me speed it up. So we got 14 meridians. We got 361 points, right? So yeah. let's say, okay, so Eva, your neck hurts, right? Yes. Your shoulder hurts. So there is a, there are six meridians that will be connected to your, from your arm to your neck and shoulder, okay? Mm-hmm. And those, any one of those meridians could be one that they work with. So, Let's say, hypothetically speaking, it's the small intestine, okay? And it's interesting because the small intestine, what it does is sort the information that you receive, what you want to keep and what you want to discard. And some Mm. people uh, get stuck in that process. They keep on sorting, but they never get to the decision mode, which is another meridian that runs right through the neck, and that's the gallbladder. And so these meridians intersect where you have the small intestine meets the gallbladder. It would be like one highway meeting another one, you know, mm-hmm. in a loop. And then you can have the stomach, which processes information. And you could get stuck after you decide, oh, yeah, this one's really good for me. No, maybe it's not. Okay, let me go around again and think about it. I'll think about it some more. And, oh, but I really like that one. Mm, no, that one was much better. Oh, let me think it about it again. And you never really, you get so bound up, the neck muscles, the shoulder muscles, because of those meridians that pass through there, and you don't make a decision. Or you make a decision, and then you even wonder if that was a good decision, because you're still processing. Does this sound familiar? Yes, uh, what I what yeah. what I'd like to do <laughs> it if does. it's if it's okay. Yeah. Um, I don't want to change the subject, but we have to take our last break. But this was okay. some complicated stuff that you mm. just said. 
I would like to, when we come back, go back in there. Yes, I agree. Okay. Yeah. And start and not repeat. And I have another question. Go in too, from yeah. there. So please, we have, you know, the secret of NIM coming up. Um, <laughs> stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our very special guest, Abby Silverstein. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization, regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Hurry up. <laughs> this is good. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today is Abby Silverstein. And Abby, I was loving what you were saying because it was so true about my neck and getting stuck <laughs> in that loop. And, and we were talking about it at the break. And Charlie's was asking me, well, who's stuck? And I'm like, I'm stuck. And the point of the acupuncture is to unstick it, (laughs) is to to kind of reverse that. But I wanted you, we have about 10 minutes left, and I wanted you to keep going with it. But I also had a question about, because I wonder this myself, because I have gone to a chiropractor for my neck. And I was wondering if after you kind of finish up about, the different things that the meridians do and how that works. Cause I found that really interesting because it was so true, frighteningly true. But then also like, how do you know when you go to a chiropractor and when you go to an acupuncturist? Okay. So let me, let me finish up about the meridian. Yeah. So what happens is I'm going to take this one meridian, that small intestine one that's sorting it out. <clears throat> so it begins on the outside of the pinky. So right there at the nail bed, right there at the nail. So And it travels up the side of the arm, the outside, and it zigzags its way through the shoulder blade, okay? Mm. So And then it comes up to the top of the shoulder blade, and it goes through the neck, and it ends right in front of the ear. Okay? So well, let me just interrupt. If I had a magnifying glass and we were going in slow motion and I was inside my body, I would be able to trace that route exactly like you said. Yes. Exactly. Okay. And so, so this whole, this, this meridian that has 21 points, some of them have only nine points. And the bladder, which is a very long meridian because it goes, it goes up and down the spine and then it ends at the, uh, small toe, um, on the outside has 67 points. So the point, the point I'm making is that the meridians have points along the way, and each one of these points is in a strategic place. And usually, people have pain in those areas. Ah, sort of like a, a gridlock. Exactly. Mm. That's a good way. Yeah, that's a good way of that's saying why that. I use the highway because people understand, you know, you're on a highway, you're driving, and then all of a sudden, four lanes stop, and you can't move. 
Well, that's the same thing with the energy in your body. You know, the energy is moving along this pathway, this meridian, and then there's pain, and it's congested in that area. So it could be at your elbow. It could be on your actual shoulder blade because that's where you're holding your tension, and it can't move any further. So we put the needle in. It releases it, just like, you know, you're on a highway, and now the, you know, people stop looking at that accident and everybody mm-hmm. starts driving again. <laughs> Same concept, right? Yeah. And then the energy moves through. It opens it up. Sometimes people get this burst of energy and, you know, they'll put the needle in and they'll go, ooh, and they'll go, that hurts. It didn't really hurt. It's just that it was so congested that now it just kind of the energy dispersed or discharged, as that guy said. And it's released, and it starts running through the entire meridian. Um, another analogy would be a garden hose. You know, it's mm-hmm. all kinked mm-hmm. up, and you can't get the water out until you unkink it, and then the water gushes out. Well, that's the same thing with these meridians, but we have 14 of them, and they cover the whole entire body. What happens is when you open up one meridian... It's connected to the next one and the previous one that it follows, right? Because they're all connected. It's like a Mm -hmm. highway system, you know? You can get on Highway 95 and then you can get off and go to Highway 7. Californians. (laughs) Right. Or 80, right? Or 90. And this is the same (laughs) idea. And when you open it up, the whole system now has energy flowing through it and this is where that sense of peace and calm and balance come. And, Jeez. and it's, it's amazing because now you actually feel so much more alive than you did when you first walked in. Um, you, you really do. I mean, you feel such a difference yes. when you walk in and you, you have these needles all over you, which you have no clue as to why, <laughs> you know, you have one in your thumb, you have one in the center of your forehead. And that's because the intelligence of the acupuncturist correct uh, based on the conversation we're having correct. knows where the clogs could potentially be yes after you tell them what your issue is yeah. now if i was to ask this question uh, is it possible that it could be answered and that is okay. what exactly is energy that way it's not blood right i mean i don't know oh, when we okay. say it's energy right so i'm i'm going to kind of give you a chinese definition of it um okay the from a chinese perspective we look at energy as our vital life force so it's 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 what we inherited when we came into this world from our parents but it's also you know a mixture of uh in in uh in there's a saying that uh it goes like this it says where blood flows no, let's see. Where energy flows, blood will follow. And where uh, blood flows, energy is. And okay. so you can't, because energy is um, light, and it, it's, it's, you can't capture it, you know what I mean? You can't bottle it. Mm-hmm. The other side, you know, everything in Chinese medicine is yin or yang. So yang mm-hmm. is that light, airy quality. That flies away, and the yin is that heavy, dense quality. So, blood.
blood and fluid is a heavy, dense quality. So you always, so it's always going to follow each other. Now, we take that concept and we go to Western medicine, and they have looked at this and said, oh, it's really our neurological electrical energy, and they've proven it. Interesting. I wonder someday down the road if they'll be able to do like a CT scan and see the energy. Well, you know, here's wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> you might be interested oh. in this. This is very interesting. What they have done is they have been able to show where the hot, like they, they've looked at an arm using, um, I think it's, it's, uh, it is a scan, and it shows where when somebody has pain, that area is red. It shows mm-hmm. And where it's cool or there's no pain, it's kind of like yellow. Um, and where there's no energy flowing or very little, it's blue because it's cool. And this all has to do with heat. So it's, um, it's a machine that reads heat on the body. And you can Google this. It's so... There are pictures. Mm. It's, it's so interesting. Picture. So I, hope I feel like I'm in school. <laughs> well, you know, on the <laughs> no, I'm learning so much. I mean, I'm so much smarter now about my body. <laughs> one, one hour later. It's amazing, uh, Abby. <laughs> so to answer your question, Eva, about chiropractic, um, the difference between chiropractic and acupuncture, um, I, I don't know if there are any chiropractors listening out there, but um, you know, their focus is really structural, so bones. And acupuncture is energy, so that includes the bones, the muscles, the tendons, um, the blood, the fluid. It, it's everything. And we're looking at how the whole entire system, on a physical level, as well as a mental and emotional level, are interacting. And so, you know, like your shoulder, on one level, yes, it you know, people come in and they say, oh, I have shoulder pain, and I will ask them, well, what's been going on in your life? Is there anything that you've been working, you know, stressed out about? Are you working through something? And they look at me and they go, yeah, how do you know? I go, well, you know, you showed me where it hurts, and that meridian has to do with blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, and then they'll tell me. And so I'll say, okay, when I put these needles in, I want you to focus on this issue that you have and let it just, just just let it go and let the needles do the work on a deep level, but you mentally and emotionally are going to let go of what you're holding on to. And patients usually walk out going, oh, you know, I like resolve yeah. it on the table and I go, good. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. No, now. it's perfect. Yeah, no, that was a perfect explanation. Thank you so much, Abby. And this has been an absolutely great show. Unfortunately, we're out of time because, as usual, we could keep going. Oh, this has been <laughs> yeah. great. No, I, I, you're really good, Abby, and we thank you for bringing what you bring. We can't wait for the books to come out. We'll be sharing your contact information over the course of the week with our listeners. Um, this has been fantastic. It's been terrific. Thank you so much, Abby. Oh, you're welcome. And, hey, listen, you know, when the book comes out, is, will it be okay? Can I come back and we can talk about Oh, uh, please. Yes. Oh, that'd be yes, great. it'd be great. Love it. Because I have okay. more questions already. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, no, that, that's a guarantee, and we will stay in touch for sure. So thank you okay. so much, and have a great day. Thanks, Abby. It was a lot of fun. Thank you very much.
Excellent. Um, no, this was another great. great show. You know, I was thinking about the chiropractor, but we'll talk. Uh, yeah, another great show. <laughs> um, before I, we leave, I wanted to say real quick, I forgot in the beginning that I'm looking for Citigroup to pass their long overdue stress test, mm. um, which we'll talk about next week. But Abby Silverstein was a fantastic expert on acupuncture and we were grateful to have her. And of course, as usual, we want to thank our producer, Dave Olson, for another great show. And, uh, I, uh, That's it. So thank you so much, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Good night.